so continuing on with instruction, um, you may be noticing or aware that we are really building the opportunity to experience the uh, numerous aspects of how we experience living and incorporating, taking each one of those and working with them in a practice way. So we began with breath, meditation, and body, which included walking, meditation. And then we moved to emotions and thoughts. And today we're going to work with feelings or Vedana. Notwithstanding that in the afternoons we've also been working with the Brahma Viharas, particularly loving kindness. So when I say feeling or Vedana, um, it's not to understand that in the usual way that we use the word feelings in the English language. Most of the time when we say we feel a particular way, we're actually talking about an emotion sadness, happiness, anger, etc. In Buddhist uh, philosophy and practice, when we speak of feelings, we're actually talking about the qualitative nature of response to experience. And it generally or always comes through the response being in the domain of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And actually I've been using the word response, but most often until we become practiced, what is happening is that we are reacting uh, to some uh, experience, stimulus, condition, or cause, whether it be of the physical nature or an emotion or thought. And it's the uh, response that actually sets up the conditionality of our lives. Uh, nothing arises uh, within our living that doesn't have some feeling attached to it. Some response or reaction of pleasantness, unpleasantness, or neutral. And most often what um, happens until there is uh, awakening and understanding of how to work with uh, living in such a way that we have some freedom from suffering is that some form of attachment or aversion happens in response to the feeling of pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. So clearly, uh, if we are experiencing pleasant, in response to something. There is oftentimes a conditionality that arises of leaning in to wanting more of that pleasantness and an attachment forms. Uh, on the other side of that, if we experience something that's unpleasant, um, we uh, hope to do everything possible not to experience that again or not to feel that again. An aversion comes into play. Neutral can often be um, manifested as indifference. 
We don't pay any attention, um, oftentimes, with the arising or the awareness of neutral or neutrality in response to some uh, condition experienced or cause. It's really, really um, useful to work with feeling tone in a meditative practice way because it is the conditioning factor of our reactions. And by working with it and actually um, um, becoming aware of what our responses are allows us to then uh, recognize it and put it down if it's not skillful or useful or to work with it if it's something that needs to be looked at. But it's the place where attachment can be intervened in. So as we've done with breath and body, you may begin entering uh, the meditation by connecting with the breath and just settling there in the seat. And what we're going to do over this period is to sense into the response or reaction that one may be having uh, in response to the body. So that would be pain or relaxation. You know, if the body's pretty relaxed, that might feel pretty pleasant. Or a response or reaction to a thought or emotion. So we're not wanting you in this practice period, at least to, to begin with, to so much investigate into or use as an um, organizing um, anchor the thought, the emotion, or the body. We're wanting you to drop behind that and look to see what is the Vedana, what is the feeling that is arising with that experience. And not to do anything with it, just to notice it. See if you can start identifying what the Vedana states are that you are having in response to some condition or some experience. Just moving once you have made contact and uh, feel anchored with the breath. And start allowing your awareness to investigate pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. In response to some thought, emotion, or bodily sensation. This can be one of the more challenging because it's a little subtle. It's a little bit more subtle. 
And it's not necessarily the first thing that arises. It's not gross like pain or thought or an emotion. And if you find that you get sidetracked or uh, experiencing a wanting to follow uh, some thought or some emotion or address some pain, um, you might look to see where there is uh, pleasant or unpleasant operating there. Because there is always, uh, with every experience, with every body sensation, thought or emotion, and a company feeling tone, it can feel like you're moving very quickly or that you get lost as there's arising, arising, arising. And for just beginning to work with this, it's not necessarily so that you need to identify every each thing to have a little ease around it watch the energy and the efforting here what we're doing is just noticing the feeling tones not getting caught in the stories or an analysis or judging, comparing, all forms of reactivity to experience. It may seem that uh, there's a lot of neutral tone. That's kind of the easiest to show up. And I uh, invite you to look there to see what else might be a reaction happening. We usually experience neutral as nothing's happening or feeling nothing. As with some of the other ways that we practice, it may be helpful to note silently to yourself, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. That can be very useful towards training the mind to recognize the feeling tones.
if or when the feeling tone changes, make a note of the shift. Or as the feeling tone fades, or the reactivity subsides, noting that, shifting patterns, arising and falling. How is the feeling tone manifesting in the body? With the breath. Perhaps uh, getting a glimpse or sensing into what you experience is always in flux. Everything is changing constantly. Noticing the response to pleasant. Noticing unpleasant. Are you ignoring the neutral ones? training the mind to intervene in the conditioning process generated by unpleasant, pleasant, neutral. And as always, if you get lost or tangled up, You can return to the breath or the body, settle for a bit, and then return to the activity of this practice.
noticing the reaction as my voice breaks the silence, what reaction is there in the body with the thought? Pleasant, neutral, unpleasant, shifting attention from hearing, your rising of thoughts, presencing of some physical discomfort or pain. Not getting caught up in the stories or the analysis or the evaluation, just looking to see and note what is my reaction to it.
this movement towards a deepening of practice through the recognition of the reactive response to emotion, thought, sound, feeling, thinking of unpleasant, pleasant, neutral, just by noting, it strengthens the ability to be present in each arising moment as it's arising, right now. to recognize and bring awareness to that choice point of moving down the road of reaction or putting it down and moving towards freedom. Or making the choice of an appropriate response to know how things are right now.
I really need to move. Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. What are we doing this for? Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. The cough to my right. Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Foot going to sleep. Present, unpleasant, neutral. In this last time period of practicing as we move towards closing, you may want to open up now and
Um, just follow the flow of the practice, moving between the breath, the body, working with thoughts, emotions, sound, feeling, just seeing how it is to sit and know how things are now. So as we 
continue being in the heart of our retreat yesterday and today. Wondering if there's any questions this morning about the practice, either what we've done today or any of the other days that we've been together. actually more of a comment. Um, I, I think that by going through pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, there's also, I think what Joseph talked about the other night, about the moment of awakening, of um, awareness, that brings a lot of joy and peace. Mm. And I think it's very powerful to be able to practice, and for people of color, queer people of color, to be Awakening. I just wanted to bring that in the room. Thank you very much. Thank you for that share. I'm right behind. <clears throat> right behind. Uh, hi, I have a question about like visualization, because um, we have been, you, um, we've been taught about like the different ways to meditate. Um, <clears throat> so, like, what do you do with visualization? Because um, it's it's some like sometimes like when I meditate, I have a lot of images, and then visualization is a technique. Like I think I I learned, you know, using light or stuff to like kind of cleansing out um, this like emotions or energy. And it's that, but then you're also like noticing that in the background. So just wondering how how to incorporate visualization into like as a technique for our daily practice. So, um, thank you for the question. Um, and in, in this practice, in this form, we do use guided visualizations for meditation, but we don't necessarily use it as a technique for, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, moving things through or resolving or completing any kind of thing. So, visualization in and of itself is just fine, but in terms of what we're practicing, that's not necessarily something that we utilize. Um, but the other thing that I could hear you saying is that uh, for some of us, or for all of us, I don't know, from time to time, one of the ways of, of thought is visual. Like some people, I think visually, actually. Um, and so when, these, when you may be having these visions or these, these uh, visuals as thinking, and so that's just some, you can work with it the same way we're working with thinking when they're words or conversations. Some people hear thinking. Yeah. yeah. My question is like, do you follow through with them? Because sometimes when I meditate, like th when there's a visualization come, I, I, I see it's a visual, like an image. And instead of like stepping back, sometimes I follow through. It's like, okay, let me follow through with it. Then well, I like... That's like following the story, whether it's a visual story or an auditory story or um, any other state um, of thinking. So in terms of what we're practicing... Not so useful to follow through with it, but if it's something that seems important, you can put it down, check it, and you can get back to it um, at a time when you're not meditating. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Right next. I, Amy, is it Amy? Tashef. Tashef. Okay. Um, my question is in regards to the feeling of 
being agitated with the awareness of pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Like I'm, I'm, I've, I, I'm aware of myself getting um, tired of like observing that. <laughs> so it's like how how can one respond to such reaction? Hmm. When you're tired of awareness for once. <laughs> tired of awareness, wow. Um, so welcome aversion. What you're, what you're entering into or what you're getting present to is um, aversion, which means there's already some attachment that's happening there. Um, wanting things to be different than they are, wanting it to be done, wanting it to be over, um, wanting to do something else, you know, whatever, whatever the story is behind it. So you would work with it and treat, treat it like any other um, 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 hindrance or any other blockage or obstruction to clarity of mind. So you would work with it. Oh, you might investigate. Oh, look at this. I'm really being agitated around having to do this practice. You know, how is that in your body? How is that with your breath? What, that's interesting. Why is that? You know, when you're, when you're practicing something that has some power to change things for you and you get annoyed with it and agitated. Why is that? That would be interesting to know. How does that show up in your life? So my next question is, is it, can one develop an attachment towards meditating too much or, ah, you know, that's an interesting cultivating too much awareness at one time? <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for a way out? <laughs> Um, I, I, that's interesting. I don't, I don't think that um, there's too much cultivation of awareness. Maybe actually what I'm sensing into for me in responding to that is the effort and energy, like there's some contraction or constriction or tightness around the effort towards cultivation. So it might not be actually the aspect of, of um, cultivating awareness. It may be some imbalance in the energy or effort that you're using. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Over on the side, all right. Um, my question is about trusting the feeling. Um, I was experimenting with how my body was aligned and uh, I, I remember I put uh, my fingers, my hand on my lap, perfectly aligned. And when I was um, feeling uh, the discomfort, my hands felt like one was at my knee and the other one was at my hip. And so I, you know, I waited until the end to verify <laughs> that feeling. And they were actually perfectly aligned where they were. And so I'm not sure I, I quite trust my feelings. Um, when it's un it was very unpleasant mm. feeling kind of so misaligned. Mm. Um, how is there a way to... Because I, I wanted to adjust it to make it back to where I thought I had put it. Mm -hmm. Put the thing, the hands on. Mm -hmm. How uh, and so? How do I trust all the feelings that I'm labeling hmm. to be what they may be? 
it, it, it feels like there's a couple of questions in there, you know, um, in terms of what you're saying. And um, so one of the investigations for you or one of the things that I might look at if, you know, I was having some sense of that for myself is actually investigating or exploring into trusting my feelings as opposed to the actual where my hands were or where they weren't. Um, and if I understood you correct, I'm not sure if I understood this or heard you correctly, that your hands actually never moved, but you experienced them as being in different places. So um, that you sounds like you entered into um, one of the states that can happen. Anything, I think Joseph said this the other day. There's so, such a wide breadth of experience that happens. Um, when meditating and just in life in general. And if that sounds like an energetic piece in terms of your hands being where you place them, but you experience it, there's, you know, there's um, stories and information in the body. So even though your hands were aligned on your thighs, there may have been some body memory that got activated in this meditation that had to do with some energy point in the hip and the knee. Um, but it sounds like the, the real alive piece of your question for you is this piece around trusting your perception, trusting your feeling. Um, and so that's where I would um, spend a little time in inquiry to open that up and see what that's about, get more information there. Yeah. Um, way in the back, the gentleman... Uh, I can understand how uh, remaining unaware or unmindful of pleasant and unpleasant uh, will cause suffering because you tend to react in a robot-like automatic way. But why will remaining unaware of neutral feelings cause suffering? It may cause ignorance, but why will it cause suffering? Hmm. I... <laughs> Oh, we only had time for one more. <laughs> oh. the, the challenge with what you're saying is to actually really discern whether it's really a neutral feeling. Um, and just by virtue of the question, I would wonder if when you were sitting or experiencing neutral, is that really what was going on? Because neutral in and of itself is neutral, but if that's not really how it is, it can be um, leading into delusion. It can be leading into aversion. It can be leading into attachment. So I think it's, it's not that neutral causes suffering. I think it's lots of things come masked as neutral. And that's where the suffering arises from. Yeah, thank you. And really, it is time to end. <laughs> Um, so just wanted to say uh, two things. One, uh, to remind you, or I don't know if this was overtly stated, but to remind you that actually communicating through notes is another way to not be silent. So there's been a proliferation of notes, um, especially as we've entered the 
um, heart, middle of the retreat, when we really, many of us, and most of us, everybody, whether you are um, um, totally and fully um, deepening in your practice, you are deeper now than you were two and a half, three days ago. So to really get present to the process that you're in and not take yourself out of it um, by needing to communicate. But if you do need to communicate um, with the staff or one of the teachers, just before you write that note, just pause and take a look at perhaps the pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral that may be driving that response. And certainly, um, just as a way to hold the container and to honor and respect what we've created here, that writing notes to each other, although you may feel um, that there's some urgent information you need to get to someone or something that you observe, you don't know where someone else is in their process. And by dropping that note or that comment or that thought into their process will cause something. Remember, every action has an effect. So I just wanted to put that out there so we can maintain um, this precious time that we've created together um, and fully get every ounce that we can get um, as opportunities for practice. So thank you. We'll continue with interviews today. So um, if you haven't been seen yet by any one of us, it will happen today. And um, do you have sign-ups still, Devin? And Devin um, still has sign-ups for individual. Oh, yes. So if you have not now, by the end of today, if your name hasn't been on the board for an interview, let Rodney know. Let the manager know, because you should, we have, should have seen everybody by 4.30 this afternoon. Have a productive day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.